Chapter 5 Priya The Dear Devotees Dancing and overcome with happiness, Narada flew to Kuru Desh, where he quickly entered the capital. When Narada Muni arrived at the door, Maharaj Yudhisthira was saying to his relatives, Let us arrange for either a grand Vedic sacrifice or a terrible calamity. That will force Lord Krishna to come here, and then we will be able to see him. Seeing Narada at the door, Maharaj Yudhisthira, accompanied by his brothers, mother, and wives, at once stood up, hastily ran to him, greeted him, bowed down before him, brought him into the palace, carefully seated him on a grand throne, and brought various articles to worship him. O mother, Narada then took the articles of worship and began himself to worship your fathers-in-law and their servants. His words ornamented by Veena music, Narada elaborately repeated Hanuman's description of Lord Krishna's mercy to the Pandavas. Narada said, My dear Yudhisthira, all of you Pandavas are extremely fortunate, for the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, lives in your palace just like a human being. Great saintly persons know this very well, and therefore they constantly visit this house. Even Brahma, Shiva, and the other great demigods can only rarely see him in a trance of meditation. The words of the Vedas describe him. Lord Nishingha, Vamana, and Ramachandra are his plenary portions, and the other incarnations are portions of his plenary portions. Brahma and the other demigods are considered his potencies. The illusory potency, Maya, who creates, maintains, and destroys the material universes, is a maidservant on the pathway of his glance. Inspired by the lament of Mother Earth, Brahma and the other demigods went to the shore of the milk ocean, and Although they faithfully worshipped the Lord with prayers, they could not obtain the Lord's mercy. Then the order of the Lord was manifested in the sky, and when Brahma understood it in his own heart, all the demigods became happy. In a secluded place, the very intelligent sages, headed by Gargamuni, secretly revealed that he is Narayan, and no one is his equal. Then he went to Mathura city, where he became known as Dirga Vishnu, Maha Hari, Maha Vishnu, and Maha Narayan. We pray that by spiritual activities, beginning with vows of silence, being peaceful, and engaging in devotional service, we may attain his mercy. You, however, have already pleased him and brought him under your control. Listen. Although in his previous incarnations he gave it to only a chosen few, this time he gives liberation to everyone. Although Kalanemi, Hiranyaksha, Hiranyakasipu, Ravana, Kumbhakarna, and many other demons were personally killed by him, they did not attain liberation. Pure devotional service was not given to any of them. Devotional service was given only to the demon Prahlad during the advent of Lord Nishringa. Although Sri Hanuman, Jambavan, Sugriva, Vibhishana, Guha, Dasarath, and a few others attained pure devotional service for him, 
During the advent of Lord Ramachandra, there was not even the briefest mention of the highest stage of pure love of God. Now your maternal cousin Krishna has caused many to become liberated. Many he has given pure devotional service, and many he has filled with pure love of God. Demons killed by Lord Krishna, by Arjuna, or by the Lord's associates, although they deserved to go to hell, attained a glorious liberation. Vishwamitra, Gotama, Vashishta, and many other sages intently performing austerities, chanting mantras, and seeking knowledge, went to Kurukshetra, and by Lord Krishna's mercy, came to desire only pure devotional service. They all became pure devotees. Even trees, vines, and other immovable living entities, in forms of life darkened by ignorance, have now attained pure ecstatic love for Lord Krishna. Now they are all nourished by the nectar rains of pure love for Him. O cousins of Lord Krishna, how can I describe the great, never seen before, wonder of the sweetness of the handsomeness of His transcendental form? His pastimes, qualities, love, glory, and pastime places are unprecedented and wonderful. I think that if he had not descended to this world, the fact that he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead would not have been revealed. The great wonder of his sweetness and glory is now displayed to its fullest perfection. Let the description of Lord Krishna's kindness stay far away. His mercy is shown even in his fighting. Kanksa, Kaliya, Putana, Bali, and a host of others bear witness to this. Sri Parikit said, After singing these words, Narada instructed his tongue, which was greedy for Lord Krishna's glories, Ah-ha! You are chanting the glories of the Lord! Narada then bit his tongue with his teeth. Narada feels that he is not qualified to say anything about Lord Krishna. O tongue, you are very fortunate to have spoken these words. Now, as much as you are able, please glorify the dear devotees of the Lord. O great souls, what person would be so bold to think that the Lord's kindness and love for you can actually be brought to his tongue? When your mother Kunti heard from Akrur's mouth a single sentence of affectionate consolation from Lord Krishna, she at once became plunged in a great flood of pure love. She loved you so much only because you are so dear to Lord Krishna. When, after a long time, Lord Krishna, the life of the Yadus, was about to leave for Dwarka, she spoke many prayers in a voice choked with emotion and convinced him to continue to stay as a guest in her home. Lord Krishna made Yudhisthira very famous in both this world and in the next. Although Lord Krishna was himself the actual cause of Jarasandha's death, he gave all credit to Bhima. Lord Krishna and Arjuna became famous for their close friendship. Hundreds of the greatest Puranas are not able to properly describe the glory of that friendship. Everyone saw how the twins, Nakula and Sahadev, who are both full of love for Lord Krishna, recommended the Lord be worshipped first at the Rajasuya Yagya. 
during the Rajasuya Yagya and other festive occasions, Lord Krishna personally performed the auspicious ritual of sprinkling water on Draupadi's hair. He used to address her, Oh, my dear friend. He protected her from the fearful dangers presented by Durvasa, Dushashan, and others. He removed all her grief. He accepted the boiled rice offered by Vidura. He performed the funeral festival of Bhishma. Please consider how many times he has taken your part in a dispute. Ah, it is very wonderful that the learned and devoted prayers the women in your palace offered to Lord Krishna are now glorified by the greatest poets and philosophers. Although Prahlad, his grandson Bali, and Hanuman received the Lord Hari's mercy, you and all your friends and relatives have received both his great mercy and his sincere love. When he had just received opulent gifts from the Kurus, Lord Krishna said to me and my friends, They who are friends of the Pandavas are my friends, and they who are their enemies are my enemies. The Pandavas are my life breath. Oh, how bold and arrogant I am. Only the Supreme Lord has the power to know or describe your virtues. I think the Lord descended to this world for your sake only. Sri Parikit said, After a moment's embarrassed silence, Maharaj Yudhisthir sighed, and in the company of his mother, brothers, and wives, Yudhisthir said, O crest jewel of eloquent orators, Lord Krishna did not give his mercy to me and my brothers. We thought about this for a long time, and we decided that he never gave his mercy to us. By seeing the many calamities that have fallen on me and my brothers, materialistic men will lose faith in Lord Krishna, and they will become less interested to engage in devotional service to him. If that were to happen, it would be great torment for us. Lord Krishna is our life and soul. Without him, we are like men without food or fish without water. For this reason, I prayed to the Lord, O oh Lord, please use this Rajasuya Yagya as a trick to grant both devotees and non-devotees faith in your pure devotional service. In this way, all the people of the world will see the splendid, wonderful, and extraordinary opulences of your devotees, both in this world and in the next. Then people will become full of faith and they will worship your lotus feet. In this way, they will become freed from suffering and fear and they will attain perfect transcendental happiness. Now that he has given us a kingdom and killed the irreligious men who were our enemies, our grief is greater than before. My teachers, headed by Drona and Bhishma, my sons, headed by Abhimanyu, and many others also, have entered the realm of death for my sake. I wish for the association of devotees of Lord Vishnu more than I wish to remain alive. Separated from them, I cannot for a moment find the smallest amount of happiness. Because we are now pressed with so many duties, it has been a long time since we have enjoyed the happiness of seeing Lord Krishna's lotus face. Now, he always stays in Dwarka, giving pleasure to his dear relatives, the extremely fortunate Yadu dynasty. 
Your Lordship personally saw how he became our messenger, chariot driver, and servant in many other ways. Still, all this was only to protect the principles of religion, and, by vanquishing a host of sins, to remove the burden of the earth. Sri Parikit said, Then Krishna's dear friend Bhima laughed aloud and said, Oh, student of Lord Krishna, please listen to these words. No one has the power to understand the vast ocean of Krishna's pastimes. Krishna is the original creator of all illusions. He is the guru of all skillful liars and cheaters. One has he not been very clever in his words and deeds. We do not understand him, and neither do we trust him. O Mother, repeatedly sighing, my grandfather, Sriman Arjuna, the dear friend of Lord Krishna, then spoke the following sorrowful words. O Lord Narada, the great mercy your dear most Lord Krishna gave us simply led to our suffering. Bhishma and others, all intent on performing their religious duty as kshatriyas, and all fixed in transcendental knowledge, hurled many powerful weapons at me in the battlefield to break my armor and pierce my heart. Lord Krishna, carries the Sudarsan chakra in his hand. For my sake, again and again, intercepted all those weapons, allowing them to fall on his own transcendental body instead of mine. Even today, as I think of this act, I cannot pull the arrow of grief from my heart. O oh, Brahmin Narada, how is it possible for me to be happy? Action that brings pain to a dear friend is not the symptom of either love or kindness. Originally, I refused to fight with Bhishma, Drona, and the others. But then Lord Krishna, the greatest of philosophers, taught me something that convinced me to fight with them. Hearing those words Lord Krishna spoke to me gives great pleasure to the dry, impersonalist philosophers. This fact brings great pain to those of us who live by glorifying the path of devotional service. When I reflect on the words he spoke to me, that I do not become happy. Those words were a trick to cheat me. I always have full faith in the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Krishna, who is supremely pure, boundlessly merciful, always true to his word, and the very best of friends. No one is more dear to me than the Supreme Brahman, Lord Krishna, whose glorious transcendental form completely enchants the heart and mind. Sri Nakula and Sahadev said, Lord Krishna gave us the power to become peaceful in the midst of a host of calamities. He killed our enemies. He enabled us to perform the Ashwamedha Yagya and other Vedic rituals. He gave us great fame. He gave us a kingdom others could not attain, even with a host of pious deeds. O Lord Narada, we do not consider any of these acts to be Lord Krishna's kindness to us. By accepting the offering of first worship, he brought us great happiness and made our festival of many great Vedic sacrifices a grand success. That was his mercy to us. Now it is difficult to even see him. We have been cheated by him. Was it possible for us to remain alive? Sri Parikit said, By hearing these words, Draupadi became overwhelmed with grief. 
composing herself with great effort. She still continued to cry as she spoke the following words in a voice choked with emotion. Many times my dear friend Sri Krishna rescued me from great embarrassment. Many times he killed the demons who were my enemies. I always thought he would be merciful to me. Now my father, brothers, sons, and everyone else have fallen on the battlefield. I do not lament. I am surrendered to his will. What shall I desire? On the pretext of these calamities, he grants a great benediction that fulfills all desires. When all my relatives had been killed, Lord Krishna personally sat by my side and consoled me with many eloquent words. I pray that I may always drink the charming sweet nectar of his smiling words in this way. I am very far from any fortune. He no longer comes as he came to us before. O oh, sage, what kind of mercy is this? Maharaj Parikit said, Kunti, for whom the sight of Lord Krishna was her life and soul, became stricken with grief, shedding tears as she remembered Krishna's kindness and cruelty. She spoke the following pitiful words. Kunti considered Lord Krishna's staying in Dwarka, where she could not have his continued association, to be his cruelty toward her. Sri Kunti said, Lord Krishna repeatedly delivered me, a helpless widow with sons, from a host of calamities. For this reason, I thought he was more kind to me than he was to his own mother, Devaki. Now, both in my own home as well as in the homes of others, I can hear the wailing of the women whose relatives are now dead. My heart does not see this as mercy. I shall abandon this prosperous condition that robs me of the sight of Lord Krishna, and I shall pray for a host of calamities to bring him again within my sight, thinking because I have given them an unrivaled kingdom, the Pandavas are now happy. He has abandoned us. Now he stays always in Dwarka. Gone is the hope that he will return here. For a long time I thought my death would be his mercy to me. The rope of hope, that is the thought Krishna is our dear friend, is now broken. Severed by friction of the strong family ties Krishna keeps with the Yadu dynasty. Please go to visit the Yadu dynasty. They are most dear to Lord Krishna. They are plunged in an ocean of great incomparable transcendental bliss. O oh, Narada, you know their greatness. What can we say to describe it? <laughs> 